Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. What is up, friendos? And welcome in to In This League, the fantasy football edition. Draft Forum 2.0. Joining us on the show today are two phenomenal freaking guests. Football diehard, the football diehard, Bob Harris. Bob Harris has actually become kind of annual tradition for us on the draft forum. He takes some time out from, you know, Sirius XM and hanging with Lee Sand and drafting with Allison Chains to like uh, chumming up with us a little bit. We got Bob <laughs> Harris and new to the show, but not new to Bogman, Justin Boone from the score. Both are going to be joining us, all four of us together, where we are going to be going through a few of the latest news and notes, some player debates, and a very awesome game that has implications <laughs> to some charity, some donating to charity at the end that even you can take a part of if you would like. That is what is on the docket today. Go to InThisLeague.com if you guys want to check out all our ranks. Kind of the last update is this weekend we're going to be doing. And we'll tell you, though, the little secret is, unfortunately, you're going to have to be a member through September. We have been updating the same list. And uh, you uh, August people only are going to be (laughs) in for a rude awakening because it'll be a brand new sheet. That's going to be on there, but it will have all of our ranks. It's the big rank sheet. It's going to have our updated for this weekend. And boy, are there some updates. We've got the dynasty. We got the IDP. We got super flex, everything for your drafts. It's there. You can get in the group me rooms. You can come hang out with all the peeps because we got a lot in store for you for this football season. So if you guys want to support us or you want to just be a part of all the chaos, ITL army at in this league.com bogs. We're going to talk about the big thing that, it's really the big thing that we didn't get to talk about with Bob Harris and Justin here in just a second. The only other note that I want to let people know about, we're going to do something cool. And we could just, we could, our fellow friends over fantasy pros, we could call it this, uh, but I have a name for it. We're essentially going to do like our buddies at fantasy pros do. And everybody does. We're going to have our own little fantasy fest, you know, like hours and hours of stuff. But what it's going to be called is Bogman and Welsh do a lot or Bogman and Welsh do too much or Bogman and Welsh. So much insane. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go and stream for seven straight hours on our Twitch on Friday where Bogman and the Welsh do too much. And we are going to have a cavalcade of different things that are going to be going down all in the time that you guys can come in and you can ask us fantasy questions the entire time. But Here's how the schedule is set. We will be kicking it off at 2 p.m. Eastern and going all the way to, I got to do my math, 8 p.m. Eastern. Here is how it's going to be. The first hour, fantasy football questions with Bogman, AMA. Bogman is there. He will answer literally all of your questions for fantasy. Hour two, Bogman and I, uh, it's a little bit on the baseball side, though I wonder if there's a football one. I'd love to do it. We're going to be doing our first ever, my first ever, Immaculate Grid. We're going to be doing an immaculate grid and doing a score system. And we may have a penalty if we can't get the score (laughs) under a certain amount, a penalty Mm. that Bogman doesn't like a little, uh, little bean action. Um, if we can't get the score under or we fail, then we'll have a penalty. We're going to do an immaculate grid together where you guys can't, uh, help us at all. Maybe we'll have like one lifeline. Hour three, we're going to be building our week one bet build. 
This year, we will be doing a Bet This League live stream. I'm going to tell you at the end of the show, if you want a little bit of a preview on how we're going to be doing next year uh, or this year, but we're also going to talk about it next week. Uh, we're going to be building all of our bets. We're going to be taking your guys' info. We're going to be finding some of our favorites, just digging through. You know, we might find a bet and we're going to dig into a little bit. So we're going to be bet building for week one in the NFL. The next two hours, and by the way, the first hour is just Bogman. The next two hours are uh, Bogman and I. Going up at 5 p.m. Eastern for two straight hours, I'm going to be doing a Break This League event where I'm going to be breaking cards. I have a raffle that's going on and even a giveaway. A little bit more baseball-centric, but we're going to be doing a break for that time. And then the final one, the final hour, Bogman will return some point in that uh, period of time. At 7 p.m. Eastern, Bogman and I are going to be doing a little bit more of a big boy best ball over on Underdog Fantasy. And we're looking to do like a 50 spot, a little 50 spot, 12 person draft. So I'm going to be posting this on Patreon and trying to pre-get people that want to do it. It's a little bit later in the day. So 7 p.m. Eastern, we're going to do it live on uh, the final hour of the stream. And if not, we'll readjust to it. But we're going to be doing a best ball. So we might be looking for you guys to come and play with us. Seven hours of live streaming without stopping. And hopefully you guys will join us. That'll be a good kickoff to what we are going to be streaming more for the football So much season. fun. Yeah, should be super fun. So in this uh, twitch.tv slash in this league, you guys have have an Amazon account. You can get a free sub that'll get rid of ads. It'll let you watch some of the stuff. There might be some elements that are chat uh, sub only type of thing. So pick it up for free with Amazon or you can just pick up your own or you can just come and hang out with us if you want. That's all you got to do seven hours we've never done that long of a stream session so we'll see who gets cranky first uh well i'm cranky right now it'll be so. you it'll 100 percent be you yeah and i don't mm -hmm. blame you so that's your uh we're going to talk about why you're cranky twitch.tv says in this league in this league.com those are your uh those are your jobs to do let's talk about jonathan taylor and this is probably one of the reasons why you're cranky and, and i got a take reason. on it it is yeah and, and it's, i mean it'll probably make you a little bit more cranky but it's it, the risk did not pay off, and it, I, I did think it was ironic with you, Boggs, because you are the, as I'm going to mention in this episode, the injury pope. Like, you are risk-averse to a pretty decent degree. If there's any concern of injury, you're good to go. But you also, because you're a really smart football person, you get pretty bullheaded about things sometimes. And you were like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it with Jonathan Taylor and you kind of bullheaded yourself into, okay. I'm going to take him. And this was the worst case scenario. And I don't blame you because there were some points. Uh, yeah, it's not the worst, the worst case scenario. It's not. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. But, space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about in this league. Uh, I'll, I'll explain what the worst case scenario was, but it's okay. 
Okay, well, let's hear it. Okay, four, he did not get traded. Deadline was missed and put on the pup. So he's officially out the first four weeks. So outside of him saying F you taking a plane to Europe and spending a, and pulling a levy on Bell or something like that, like I get that, but lay me out what a worse, worser scenario is. NFI. If they place him on that non-football injury list and they fought about whether he was hurt or not, and then he'd have to go and, and do a uh, physical by a third party and they'd have to go to arbitration. That would have been nastier. It looked like in the beginning, and this is why I wasn't too worried about it. In the beginning, it was like, I'm holding out. I request a trade, blah, blah, blah. Jim Irsay initially, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not doing that. He's being a whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like it was ugly. But then, you know, JT refuted the back injury thing and the NFI was looking like what it was going to be. And they're like, okay, fine. You don't have the back injury. We'll put you on the pup. We'll be nice. And then I thought it was getting nicer when they were like, we'll let you go find a trade. If you can go find a trade, JT, maybe we can make it happen. The last four days yeah. have seemed very optimistic, I will tell you. So, like, I don't blame necessarily the last couple days because I right before the show, um, before the news, I did the Athletic Fantasy Football podcast, and I asked both Jake and Brandon, do they think Taylor would get uh, traded off air? And they're like, no. And I was like, Really? I'm like, this seems pretty optimistic. There's two teams. They've already re-upped on trades. Like, it seemed like it was going to go well, and it didn't. The easy answer is always no, because it's way easier to say no than it is to say yes to anything most of the time. So, like, the easy answer is no, I think. But what I saw was, in it, it, like, three hours ago, four hours ago, the Dolphins were renegotiating Cedric Wilson's contract to get more cap uh, space. So I thought, all right, that's probably the last move before this deal is done. And then we didn't hear anything and it's getting closer. We didn't hear anything. And now we passed the, the cut deadline, which I believe is also the pup deadline. If you didn't take a player off of the pup by the cut deadline, that player remains on the pup for the first four weeks, regardless of if they get traded or not. So if JT gets traded tomorrow, then he's still out until week five for whatever his new team is. So it looks like maybe they, it just fell apart at the end or something. Um, maybe Cedric Wilson had nothing to do with Jonathan Taylor. That's a possibility too. I don't know what happened, but all I know is that this is bad for the NFL. When you have one of your best players in the league, an MVP candidate type of player, just not playing because his contract is bad or he doesn't agree with it or whatever. And you have ownership also pushing back on that. It's just a really bad look. That's why I'm mad. Like I have three shares of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor missing the first four weeks is not going to ruin my life. It's not. I have three shares of him. That sucks that I have three out of, you know, like 15, 16 leagues or whatever. But I'm not like heavily. I wasn't drafting him everywhere. I have way more Saquon Barkley than I have JT. So, you know, does it suck? Absolutely. I'm hoping it's for the first four weeks only. And he comes back week five and tries to play well and get a deal done next year or something. But this could get uglier now that it's not done. It's like, okay, well now both sides almost seem pot committed. Like this was the last kind of chance to, all right, let's all in harmony, go our separate ways and do whatever. Now it looks like it could get contentious and I, it's just bad for the game, man. I, I hate seeing good players. Cause I, I believe if he was traded, there's no way he's on the pup. I think he's going week one. I think he's healthy. I think he's fine. Yeah. And, and that is like, when it comes to health, those guys, can miss weeks at any point. You know, you can't predict that when it comes to being bullheaded, most of the time somebody relents. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell, we didn't, I learned my lesson there. So I didn't say take JT. There's no issue. I lowered him in my rankings, but I still thought the majority of running back situations like this, or even holdouts in general, which we have more on the defensive side uh, as well that are getting real, real ugly, but holdouts, usually someone, relents and but it's not the case here and uh doesn't look good moving forward either yeah it's it's interesting because we had multiple cases of this and this is the one that's not working out you know we had the kind of ecclery stuff we had the josh jacobs stuff who's the other person i'm completely forgetting um we had one other oh saquon. yeah it was saquon no it was saquon. Oh, saquon we had, yeah. we had saquon we had all those guys and it worked out this one did not work out and my point was not to like poke the bear with you on it but it's like I'm the kind of like, I get like Lucy and I think about the values. This this has been that, and to your point, because I think the odds work a little bit better. 
you will be like, this guy is injury prone, so I'm not going to do this. And like, even like Traylon Burks, like Traylon Burks kind of re-aggravates and you're like, I am done. I am done with this guy. But it's that like you holding out hope contract thing, which is like a tiny crutch that is that is burning, but it's not like the Levy on Bell situation. Yeah, and, and like you said, bad, but it's still bad. Like I was still willing to invest in him, and it didn't work out, and it could get ugly, right? Well, so I think like, it's going to get ugly. We actually just we're in the middle of the pentathl- uh pentathlon with uh, DVR and the Athletic and all the industry people. It's a wild thing. We did our auction on Monday, which I think we did pretty good. I will say, once I looked at some of the rosters, I didn't feel as good. We kind of pushed a little bit studs and scrubby a little bit. If you look now, you'll like it. Yeah. um, But we got the one thing I loved was um, but like it's actually maybe one of the best times we've ever worked as a team because like you accepted this. I have a I I don't have a lot of weird stuff. I have learned. I just can't. I just can't. So like you're going to. Yeah, I I can't do it. I, I can't like. I can't listen to it. So I will take what you want most of the time. As long as the guy, unless I feel real strong, I've like tempered myself. Oh, no, I wasn't even say that. No, what I was saying was like, I don't have a lot of crazy corks. My one cork is with auctions and I build budget sheets and I have this like system that for mentally it's like, okay, what are the players we want? What does the money look like? So now we have players and we have money attached to levels so then we can adjust on the fly. And at first Bogman was like, no, I was like, well, let's just roll. But then you're like, let's just do it. And we did it. And it worked out really well, you and I together, because we had budgeted this price for quarterbacks. Not only did we go under it, we got the best quarterback. We got Patrick Mahomes in a, in a two quarterback league. Second quarterback, we over budgeted for a lower guy. We got Tua even lower. We over budgeted on a wide receiver. We got cut for lower. So we did great. And we worked in there. The whole point about this, A, to talk about that I think we did pretty well. And by the way, we're now in the best ball portion and we have murdered the first two picks. We got Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley in the best ball, which I'm so happy about. But Jonathan Taylor came up last night and we were on together and you were like 25, 26. (laughs) And I was like, and he went for like, I think 27 and he held off. And I was like, boy, that's pretty tough. Uh, or was it that I know Derrick Henry went for the dumbest price. We were both pissed about 28. But. Well, he went. Yeah. That, and that's why you remember because Derrick Henry went for too low and JT went for too high. Uh, so, but we had like, we spent early, you know, uh, on guys and we got deals early, but it makes it harder to invest in those other guys. But we had early because our budgeting until the very it, end yeah. in the first four picks, we took two players. We took cup and Mahomes, and we had spent like Bogman said, but we were on the prowl for a top running back. And I really wanted Tony Pollard and, but we were looking at others and we were like, well, if we can get guys in the upper tiers that fit the budget we've set, let's go for them. And we were kind of pricing Jonathan Taylor in the second tier. And luckily he went over like $7 over what we wanted to do, even though we had cushion and we just said, F it. We dodged a major bullet because back to the point is, I think this is going to get messy. Spotrack kind of laid this out on a couple of different levels saying, that he can hold out until November 19th, I believe that is, which, God, what the, I should have looked at the week. What the hell is that? That's like week, week nine. 11, uh, is it? Because he, think that, he said that their bye week is, because what he was saying was, or Spotrack, that he if he plays the final set six games of the regular season, he can still accrue a full season, which will allow him it's to be a 10. free agent. Okay, so week 10. So he comes back by week 10. He can play six more weeks, accrue the year, he loses $1.4 million. And then unfortunately the Colts will franchise him again. And that's got, I mean, it's going to happen. They're going to be bullheaded about this. So how nasty is this going to get? My talk to you off air was like, we could speculate. Why did this happen? Did somebody pull a rug out? I think there were two offers that were aggressive and probably for the rest of the market would have been like, Oh, this is fair. Jim RSA and that team, they weren't having it. They wanted a big return because they don't want to show face here. I think. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Um, in this league. Break it down. At the end of the day, nobody stepped up like they had expected, and they probably felt we can get this same offer in season for a team that's more desperate or better case scenario. We get Taylor back. He plays a little bit because he doesn't want to go through this stuff, and a team pays up even more because of need, and you can get a Christian McCaffrey-like return. Yeah, that, so, that's what I was saying. Like, Think about what the Niners gave up for CMC last year because they felt like they needed him. Yeah. Because they had QB injuries and stuff like that and running back injuries. So, you know, so if you have it, a team that's led to like this, that is in like, we don't feel that if we don't make this trade now, if they felt they can get the same trade, this makes all the sense in the world why you do it. Nobody stepped sure. up to overpay. Screw it. By the way, guess what? They get a roster exemption for two weeks now by doing this. And if he does hold out any games, they don't owe him because he well, loses the freaking money. But here, here's uh, one thing that you didn't account into that is that the trade deadline is before November 16th. It's October 31st. No, totally. So. If, but if he wants so to hold if out, they like want to he- do that. They got to they got to get him activated by week five to show that he's healthy and playing. Yes. You know, and, and looks good. But that's so part that, of that could dance. work in our favor. If, you know, the rest of you out there have drafted JT like I have in a league or two that could work in our favor to be like, hey, look, you know, um, you got to get him out there to show that he can play. And hopefully that's what the Colts and Jonathan Taylor have in their mindset is like, all right, I'll take this four weeks. I'll get a hundred percent healthy. If he is even hurt, I don't really believe that he is. I think that's all a tactic, but whatever, you know, I'll take this four weeks. I'll figure my stuff out and then I'll get back out there and I'll show everyone I'm healthy. And I'm one of the best running backs in the league still. And then maybe someone will pony up. That's what's got to happen. Here and he'll get his contract extension if he gets traded. Well, so but that's, but what, that's what I'm building to with yeah, this. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it, I don't care when the trade deadline in beca- deadline is because if he decides he wants to hold out, he's still going to get franchised it. at the end of the year. Yeah. So his, his, the best thing for him at this point, because unfortunately he doesn't own any cards here. The best case scenario is he comes back off of the pup healthy, like you said, and he plays and he comes to a, an agreement that he's going to get traded and he goes out there, plays Maybe he can, he probably doesn't control any of it with a side version, by the way, of him practicing, holding out, and then the team still trades him probably for a similar deal before the deadline. It is in his best interest to work, unfortunately, with this team to get a trade done. The problem is there is no actual clear insight what that is going to be. He comes back in week five is best case scenario. Worst case scenario is he holds out all the way until week six and the Colts just, you know, don't play him and put him on the bench, accrue the year and refranchise him. And then there are versions in between. Bottom line, if you drafted him already, you lost value. This coming weekend, no chance I'm trading him or I'm drafting him. I'm sorry. I'm not drafting him in almost any scenario. So our ranks, Bogman and I, before we did this, we're going to have an update. My initial reaction, I moved him down to running back 31, it looks like. I have moved him under Khalil Herbert right now 
because A, you've already lost your four weeks. B, we don't know what the hell's going on. You could justify dropping him further. What this means more than anything else, though, I'm just not doing it unless he's an RB4. Yeah, me. he's got to be a real value, you know, and and I believe, you know, because that's the same spot I'm uh, dropping him to somewhere in that neighborhood, like uh, 31, 32. And, and I'm just I'm taking the guys that I know are going to be there week one over him. James Cook, Antonio Gibson, Swift, Herbert, like I'll take him over B backs like Montgomery, Cook, Dylan, Brian Robinson, Charbonnet, guys like that, like guys that are still good backs, but are probably second fiddle in their own backfield. I'll take him over those guys. Anybody else who I think is a starter like Herbert or Swift, who I don't particularly like those guys that much, but they're going to be there and they're going to be playing yeah. and they have no issues. So uh, JT is a big issue right now. It hurts. It sucks. I really thought it was going to get done uh, before the season started and or at least like do what Saquon did and give him a one year, $12 million deal to make him a little bit happier and yeah. like throw a no franchise thing in there or something and get him on the field and. And that way you can trade him too. Like you could still trade him, even though you're paying him a little bit more money. So it's just an ugly scenario. I think JT went about this the wrong way when he started it. And, you know, it's just, it's bad. I think both sides did. I I think think they screwed the situation. I think Taylor screwed the situation. It could have been more amicable and it wasn't. And it's now nasty and dirty. And if he gets off the pup and says, screw you, I'm still holding out. What team is going to want to now overpay for a guy they haven't even seen out there? So it behooves him to play. But then, you know, what promise do you have from the Colts anymore? Because yeah. maybe maybe there was a promise. I mean, this looked like this was happening. I was assured four hours ago. I'm like, he's getting traded. There's two teams. They're, they seem like they're battling. They're readjusting. It seems like this is a lock. Well, I mean, dude, I had heard like a JT had been meeting with Dolphins officials for his physical and stuff. Like I had read that stuff. Obviously it was probably a bunch of Twitter nonsense at this point, but like it really seemed like this deal was close to done. And now I, I, I am excited to hear what fell through when we eventually get that information. The probably one thing week or two or whatever to the last thing to throw out, he could still be traded tomorrow. If this was always seen as a thing, I just want to point this out. There's a possibility that any team that knew this situation was already going to have to pup him because of the injury. The injury was serious enough that he would have to be pupped. But I mean, this if that could is be, true. Yeah. If it's true, that sure. I'm, this is what I'm saying. This yeah, could yeah. be, a no, this could be a nothing burger that a team like the dolphins, it doesn't matter. He was going on it anyways. They weren't going to have him to week five and they could still make this move at any time without it getting too muddy. So I just want to throw that out there because before I knew the pup thing was a lock, I didn't know the pup thing was locking him in right now. I was going to come on here and say, I think he could still get traded tomorrow because it was a self-imposed date. Self-imposed, yeah. But yeah. this changes it. But if he was always going on the pup, it actually doesn't change much. And he could still be traded before the season starts. But what we do know is he's out four weeks. If he were to be traded to the Dolphins, let's say this weekend, I would move him back up, uh, but not that much because you're already missing four weeks. If he were to right. go to the Dolphins and I knew he was going to start, maybe he could be like a mid twenties, but I'd he'd have to be an RB three, you know. Oh, or, I don't know. Uh, four weeks. Ugh. I mean, you're probably right. I mean, it, it, okay, so he's missing four weeks. Okay, over Camara, you could put you could put him over. Well, he Kamara. has to go over Camara. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I I misspoke then because I do have I have actually have Camara at twenty four, so I would probably move him. I got Kamara at 23. So, yeah, I mean, I'd put him below Gibbs. So, like, yeah, I'd put him at 23. 22. Yeah, 22 is probably where he would go if that happens. So that's just uh, something to sit on. It's dirty. It's nasty. And it'll definitely put you in a bad mood. One thing to note is where do you go with the Colts situation? Deion Jackson started the last two preseason games over Evan Hall. Fantasy football kind of agrees Evan Hall's the guy. I wouldn't sleep on Deion Jackson, though. I like Evan Hall. Yeah. Both of these guys are dirt cheap. But Deion Jackson... Dan Jackson seems like the guy that is going to get the bigger workload, but Hull wow. might be the big playmaker and maybe even goal line stuff. You know what we got here? The dreaded hot hand. Whoever yeah. is in there and looking good, that's who they're going to go with. Uh, they've decided to start Deion Jackson. That doesn't mean anything. Very I true. mean, you know, Deion Jackson probably his first shot, which is something. So I guess it means a little, but I don't know, man. It's going to be a big, ugly, whoever is looking best gets the ball and, uh, I would expect in terms of talent, Evan Hall to pull away. But 
Deion yeah. Jackson's no slouch. He's he's an NFL player for sure. So Evan Evan Hall's the guy that I invest in. Um, but if Deion Jackson's still floating out there, it's not going to hurt to get a guy, especially if you know, like you could even justify you're doing some weird stuff at running back. What if you got Camara and then you got Evan Hall like way later, or Deion Jackson way later in a draft? Like Deion Jackson might still get you some run sure. in early downs. And Evan Hall's going to go before Deion Jackson, I think, in a lot of drafts. Like Evan Hall might go in the 40s of RBs. Deion Jackson's probably going to still go in the 60s or 50s or something like that. So if you got some weird running back situations, the Brees Halls of the world, getting any of these guys that can get some early season run, even if they fade off, is not the worst thing in the world. Um, a couple other big um, just notes before we get to a couple quick burners. Josh Jacobs did officially sign his deal one year, 12 million. So you can kind of stop worrying. We both readjusted him relatively back to value because it looks like he's just going to go. And this is what you hoped Jonathan Taylor would be. He's an RB1. Yeah. Yep. RB1. He's back at it. Um, on the injury front, Jerry Judy is going to be out several weeks with a hamstring strain. And his new name is Q Jerry Judy. I know you're out. Yeah, you you couldn't be more out on Jerry Judy. I, I love Jerry Judy in terms of talent, and it's like he does this every single year. He, he shows us this amazing ability in the preseason and then pulls his hamstring. And I even feel like in the nationally televised games he's been on, he makes a great play. He gets hurt in that game, right? It's like this never-ending double-edged sword of he's amazing, he's talented, and then he's on the IL. Like, I just, I'm so tired of it, and I'm tired of those guys, so... Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, and understandably, I'm not really interested. Again, if you get him, I could see him in the Jamison Williams territory, you know, after you got your top three wide receivers. If you sure. wanted to take Judy at four, I think there's a strategy there. You know, give him a couple weeks to recover. You don't need him early on. That's probably where I'm looking at him. Uh, also in the wide receiver world, Terry McLaurin is uncertain for week one. So that usually they, is certain pretty positive. to not play. Uh, well, the, today they came out and said they're pretty, at least he said he's, thinks he's going to play week one. They all I'm think certain they're going to, play week to one. not want to even start him in week one because of I, yeah, I don't either. Uh, another guy. I love Terry McLaurin, but like, you know, I had Watson below him. I had London below him, guys like that. And Dotson below him. I think all those guys go above Terry now that he's questionable yeah. and has this ankle injury. So, you know, it's, it's the injury stuff. Hamstring is worse. I think it is an ankle for Terry McLaurin. Hamstring is worse because of the repeatability of that injury. That's what Judy has, but it's not good. I don't, I've said this before. I don't want guys hurt going into the season. If I can avoid that, I, I can. So like, I'm going to take Terry McLaurin, move him to the end of the tier. I'm going to move, take Jerry Judy, move him back a couple tiers. So, you know, other guys that are in his neighborhood take over Terry. That's what I would do right now. A little bit older news, but the 49ers spent a lot of money on a lemon. They then took that lemon to the trash yard and they disposed of it. And people are celebrating Trey Lance trade to the Cowboys. Good riddance. Uh, if there's any garbage team he could go to, it's the Cowboys. Someone uh, asked me, go. they're like, doesn't that almost feel like it's an in-division thing? And I was like, I think it was um, Zito. I said, absolutely. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
in this league. Oh, I remember. I love in this league. Yeah, I remember that. The 49ers trading with the Cowboys is wild, but what better way to Trojan horse yourself and ruin the Cowboys than trade them absolutely the worst quarterback of all time and and maybe the worst draft competition. The 49ers look so insanely stupid. They did this on themselves, and really, a lot of people are like, oh, John Lynch going to get fired and Kyle Shanahan. What they those two should do is get the F out of the draft room. Let anybody else who's competent do it because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Do they know how to build a roster? Do they know how to um, evaluate the current talent and get the most out of it? Absolutely. Do they know how to draft it? No. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They are idiots. Love you, Cowboys fans. Have fun with him. He's traded. I'm not worried about it. I'm totally not affected by it. Yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, you're not in that mood at all either. Uh, look, yeah, this is probably going to go down as one of the worst trades in NFL. No, it is. It's, but, okay, 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 wor- okay, can you even okay. come close to thinking of a worse trade? Well, you know, the Saints gave up their entire draft for Ricky Williams. At least Ricky Williams is a pretty good player, but they literally yeah. gave up their whole draft. They every did single that. pick. Mike, so, shout out to Mike Dicka. Yeah, I mean, it did Dicka. I mean, come on, man. Uh, for a running back in, in the top two picks, too, by can the you way. Can you imagine? You know, oh, my God. <laughs> you would immediately be, be fired if you did that, you know. Or if you did what Kevin Costner did in whatever stupid movie he was in, like, you know, trade his picks and trade back for his picks. Oh, and draft take day. The guy. Yeah. And then take the guy that nobody wanted. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, look, the, the good news about the Niners, uh, you know, is that they didn't flounder. This isn't a set back your franchise a decade trade. Yeah, it sucked and, and you lost value. But this team has been in the Super Bowl since they made this trade and in the NFC championship and in the, well, that's why I said it was year. easier to, like, to be the biggest F up of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you have a roster Your team of, is so good. of right. a, a good players. You found another quarterback. You did all those things. You did a good job. You can stomach all of and by the, the way, chaos trading for on. Christian McCaffrey kept them out of the draft room. Right. So they yeah. didn't have, uh, they didn't have, and that's what they should do. Up. They do not know how to draft talent. Do They're the both do. incompetent yeah. idiots. And they have, they have a track record <laughs> of making the worst picks. The 49ers are, awful drafters it's embarrassing uh, really uh personally when i look at how bad they are with those things great coaching but they don't know what the hell they're doing you know and and my uh, step aside i just don't like the cowboys as a 49er fan my era of the 49ers is growing up in the 90s so i hate the cowboys so don't take it personally cowboys fans but trey lance is not a good quarterback maybe they'll redevelop him and i know everyone's like oh trey lance over Dak. he's see i don't like i i think it's good value for the cowboys to go get trey lance but I think it hurts Dak more than it does anything. And it kind of kills uh, Cooper Rush. He crushed the preseason. He did a good job filling in for Dak last year. So this kind of probably kills a little of his confidence too. So, But I do think that Trey Lance goes from being the third string in San Francisco to just being the third string in Dallas because <laughs> yeah. Cooper Rush has been so good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he's going to be inactive on game days. I mean, the new rule, he'll suit up and all that. But he's yeah. not going to get a helmet. Uh, the positive is there... There's like the 49ers have washed themselves of it now. So it's like people can bring it back up. They got a fourth round pick. They're done with it. It's now the Cowboys problem. Most popular quarterback in town is always the backup. And, you know, Trey Lance does have a theoretical future. If Dak flounders again and he gets a shot, it's not a bad destination for Trey Lance. You know, he can learn under Dak and maybe a playbook that's more designed. The 49ers did not relent. As they even said, they did not relent and make plays in a playbook built around his skill set they tried to get trey lance to fit theirs and it didn't work so it had been super cool if they you know figured that out beforehand but they didn't because they're idiots and they they it, it is an embarrassing trade but it's done with he's a cowboy literally couldn't be outside of the cardinals couldn't be a team i could hate him more so now i just have a villain to hate because he's a cowboy fan but you know, I know Cowboy. I love Tony Pollard, so shut the hell up, Cowboy fans. Tony Pollard's been every three running back. I want him in every draft, and we took him in the auction league. But I mean, good I riddance. think people get it. I think Cowboys fans understand you don't like him, uh, just like Niners fans understand that, uh, you know, Cowboys fans don't like him. Yeah, I, I, I think fans don't like Niners. Yeah. It's totally, yeah, you could, there is a hateful respect there. Uh, both of those teams sure. are good. It's not yeah. like the Cardinals have never won anything. So yeah, that's just I, I, I just like I would if I could buy uh, star toilet paper, I would absolutely buy it and use it I as mean, double. I'm pretty sure you can. So. Well, then, you know what? Someone mm-hmm. hit me up and let's get some. <laughs> uh, the cut. It was cut day to do today as well. A couple interesting cuts. Bailey Zappi, Malik Davis. We also saw Hassan, Hassan Hackin. Has, <laughs> we also saw Hassan Haskins. 
uh, Demetric Felton, Dwayne McBride. There's a Ty Chandler um, push there. Corey Clement and James Robinson. But Bailey Zappi and Malik Davis were the two that kind of stood out. That Deuce Vaughn up, and pff, I don't know what the hell the Patriots are going to do. Yeah, they, they rested Rico Dowdle, Uncle Rico Dowdle, and Deuce Vaughn and Malik Davis played that last preseason game. So the writing was on the wall there. Dwayne McBride just didn't do enough in camp to impress Ty Chandler. And um, uh, Ty Chandler and Kenny Naguanu and who I'm, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, th- there's one other there that, that's pretty solid. So they're fine there. I mean, they could still make a move and sign someone. Uh, it doesn't mean yeah, someone uh, tries to sneak a quarterback on a practice squad. They're going to be sure. screwed or they're, they're still. I mean, Colt McCoy, you know, Colt McCoy's out there. He got cut. Yeah. The Cardinals are going to play Josh Dobbs. as their I mean, he might go to New England, right? Uh, because they cut Bailey Zappi. I don't understand w- why they cut Bailey Zappi. Like Bailey Zappi looked like just as good as Mac Jones when he was out there. So oh, wouldn't was, it be awesome if the Cowboys really then surprised by that cut Trey Lance for Bailey Zappi. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think they're going to do that after trading a fourth, but no, nah, but I, I mean like so. Bailey Zappi is going to get picked up somewhere at the Patriots don't have a second quarterback on their roster right now. So they will be making a move at some point to get another QB. So, uh, and, and you know, they can bring back Malik on the practice squad or whatever and see if that works out or even Zappy if nobody picks him up, but I don't know. The Patriots uh, are like an industry super flex draft. It's just like every industry guy's like, I'm so smart. I don't need a quarterback and no one has a second quarterback and they're just like, whatever. I don't care about it. I don't need it. I'm not and worried the, about it. That's what the Patriots are doing. Uh, burn through. There's a couple other quick notes. Cause then we got to get to the draft forum. Pierre strong was drafted. It was traded to the cow uh, trade to the Browns. Excuse me. Probably the writing on the wall for Felton getting cut. CJ Stroud officially named the starter for the Texas. Not a surprise there. Albert O traded to the Eagles. So I guess maybe keep a little uh, lookout for him because the tight ends in Philly are uh, per- usually pretty solid. Sean Tucker was splitting first team reps with Rashad White nah, in practice this week. So I don't know about all that. Uh, Josh here. Jobs was traded to the Cardinals. Why they cut Colt McCoy. They're going to go with Dobbs or Toon week one. Gannon said he refuses to name uh, the starter. Uh, James Cook played the first nine snaps. Uh, of the game, but Harris came in and played all of the snaps in the red zone, which doesn't make me feel good about James Cook. But, uh, you know, Damian Harris, this was his first preseason game. He's been banged up. They might have just wanted to get him some reps. So I don't know. It just felt weird. Uh, Mostert has started two weeks in a row. Ahmed moved past Gaskin on the depth chart, who actually did get cut by the Dolphins. Yeah, Gaskin cut earlier. So Ahmed is now the second there while Jeff Wilson is out and A Chain is still banged up with the shoulder. Uh, Kincaid played fewer snaps than Knox, but uh, they threw on every snap Kincaid was on the field, so he actually ran more routes than Knox, even though he didn't have as many snaps. So he is purely a pass game guy right now, which is why Welsh and I drafted him or took him in that auction. Chris Evans was rested, so he is ahead of Chase Brown on the step chart for the Bengals, so he is the number two back. So I love Chase Brown. I think he'll take over eventually, but right now it's Chris Evans. Richie James played over Rasheed Rice with the starters in the last Kansas City uh, game here, so maybe Richie James. As move past Rasheed Rice on the depth chart, we'll see about that come week one. Randall Cobb looks like has pushed Nicole Hardman to the bench for the Jets and is going to start in um, three wide receiver sets. And Jerry uh, Jerry Judy's snaps are going to be split, which is super annoying between Marvin Mims, who we're all kind of hoping for, but my boy L.J. Humphrey is over there. They're, they're splitting his snaps between a Sooner and a Longhorn. So uh, I don't really like that. Pick one, Sean Payton. Tell us who you love. But um, yeah, L.J. Humphrey with Sean Payton in New Orleans, a guy that he liked. So weird, weird stuff. Draft Forum 2.0. What's it all about? Final draft prep. We've got Bob Harris and Justin Boone coming up. Like I mentioned before, we got a couple uh, draft kind of preppy notes, some players that these guys might be looking at. We're doing some player debates and we're going to be playing a fun game at the end with Justin, Bob and myself and Bogman playing host. So strap in, Draft Forum 2.0, kicking off right now. Bob Harris and Justin Boone on the other side. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says... In this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Draft Forum 2.0. we got two brand new guests on with us. And look at these gentlemen. One is an ITL oldie. One is an ITL newie. First up, he is Bob Harris, football diehard back in the saddle. Bob, what's up, buddy? I feel like we, we get you every year for the draft forum, and I just wish we had you 
all the time because you're joyous and you're wonderful and you represent fantasy football, my friend. Ask more, Chris. Good to see you. Good to see you, Sky. Nice to see you, uh, Justin. I just blew the intro, but too bad. I'm old. I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> and the newie, the newie here is you Justin even, you Boone. You can't even say newbie. Uh, I like Nui. I like Nui a little bit Nui? better. I'm going to go okay. with Nui, is lead fantasy analyst over at The Score, Justin Boone, on the same Twitter handle. Justin, what's up, buddy? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well. We love this time of year, and what an honor to be on with Bob. This is fantastic. I know. Look, Bob, just he's just... Such a stud. I always just like, I love hearing your exploits and we get like off the air stuff when we talk to you. How has the season been ramping up for you? It's always, Uh it's serious. It's parties. It's hobnobbing. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's a part, like we are doing like, I mean, you're doing work, Bob, but like, you're like living it out. Like we're all like, let me do my ranks. And Bob's out there just like hobnobbing. Did you do the, what was it? The, is it the The Allison change? I did. The Allison change draft will be next Tuesday. So I'll do that next Tuesday. I love hosting that. It's always a great time. Bunch of great people. I went and saw some good shows this past weekend here in Dallas area and a couple of Metallica shows, little Pantera, some great connections to, uh, to me and the Allison chains league. And just a lot of like, People who are playing who have been guests on my show, Zach Wild, who used to have a show on Sirius, actually, a fantasy show. So good time uh, seeing all that. Great time at the Expo. Uh, also, I've been doing my projections and my rankings. So oh, yeah? That. Doing yeah, a little, little bit of work. Magazine's, <laughs> great magazine. 34th edition of the Pro Forecast is out. And as anybody Ooh. knows, it's a magazine. It's a snapshot in time. It's up to the website. We've got this figured out, people, after 34 years. So check that out or just go to the Football Diehards website and Get it there and you get access to the stuff, the new stuff, the fresh meat, everything that's going on. I just realized what I need here. So if anybody sees, we don't do the the videos on ITL all that often. Uh, We all get really good backgrounds and stuff. But everybody knows I'm a memorabilia guy and I've got, you know, like Baseball Americas and I got the wall of baseballs and all this stuff. I want to get one of your magazines. I want to get an autographed Bob Harris magazine. If If I buy one and send it to you, Bob, and I get your address and don't share it publicly, can I get one? Give me an address and I'll send you one. There you Let's go. go. Oh, I'm going to put it up. <laughs> I'm going to put it up. Let's do it. I'm very excited about that. Justin, talk to us about over at the score real quick. Uh, the score has definitely been something Bogman and I have been, has been a part of our life for quite some time. So talk yes. to us about what you're doing with the score. Yeah. I always tell people like I was using the score app long before I was working at the score, which I shouldn't probably tell anyone because I was working for other sports companies at the time that had their own apps, but the score <laughs> app is phenomenal. I mean, for all sports and Happens to have my content on there now as well. And everything's free. The Score Fantasy Football Draft Kit's got all my stuff in there. Really everything you need to draft. And we design it specifically for mobile so you can just hold it in the palm of your hand while you're doing the draft. I know a lot of people still like printing everything out, so you can do that too. But uh, yeah, and then the Score Fantasy Football Podcast, we're ramping up up to three episodes a week during the season. We'll go up to four and we're going to have to have some of you guys on, I think. I think we'll have yeah. uh, some new first time guests this season when I throw out the invites to you. Some newies, you can say, just some there you newies. Go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. here's some newie. It's a newie guy that's out here. All right, so gentlemen, draft forum. Bob, you've done this a lot with us. This is obviously, it's a forum conversation to just talk about the last bit of stuff. I mean, we have like one last big weekend, maybe a couple weekdays, as Bogman and I do. Bogman likes to draft our home league like the di- like the morning of Thursday night football. Like that is how we go. But this is the last ramp up with... Uh, some player debates we're going to be doing today. We've got some last minute questions, maybe some things that have changed. And we have got a phenomenal game with a prize to charity on the line that Bogdan has come together. And we will tell you when we get to that here in just a little bit. So gentlemen, let's jump right into this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Let's just get to the crux of some of this. Rankings. Bob, you were saying you were working on your rankings. You've been doing all your projections. Things have changed as we've gone on. Who's moved up the most in your rankings opinion during the preseason? I think that's always a tough question. Some people, you do your projections, you do your initial rankings, you lock in. That's all good. I see some people that are a lot more fluid. They let, for better or for worse, preseason kind of readjust them. And then there's obviously a nice middle ground. So, Bob, let's start with you. If and what has possibly changed during the preseason on players that have moved up, quote unquote, dramatically up or down? I don't know if, if my thoughts on him have changed much. The price has been shifting and my rankings did shift a little bit. I had him dialed back a little bit more, but it's Jameer Gibbs um, is the player for me. I mean, we're all sitting here drafting Bijan Robinson in the first round, early in the first round. Some of us, some people have him you know, way up there. Uh, and, and I'm fine with that as well. But, you know, we're drafting it based on draft capital expended, uh, anticipated role and the historic role that guys that get that kind of draft capital invested get. It's a decent offensive line, so we're expecting some things there. And Arthur Smith, known as an uh, innovative offensive mind, although I would suggest the last handful of first-round picks he's had, he hasn't made the best use of. But, hey, I'm nitpicking. But if we like all that about Bijan Robinson, <clears throat> I will remind you, Jameer gives with four picks later. Also, running behind a great offensive line. Also, in a more explosive offense. Also, you'll watch on the uh, platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, some of the videos they posted uh, during the draft. I'm not entirely sure the Lions wouldn't have taken Gibbs ahead of Robinson. I mean, you know, maybe they wouldn't have, but I mean, they, when they traded down from 6 to 12, and then they clearly still got the guy they wanted at 12 in Gibbs. So uh, or, I'm, I'm happy with that. I know he's sharing with David Montgomery. Uh, let's go back to last year. It was pretty historic running back production. So I don't want to overstate the case, but get 55% of the running back production to Gibbs that they had last year. And you have running back seven this year. So uh, one one other point, like Dwayne McFarland over Fantasy Life pointed out, uh, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara got about 30% of their team's respective carries in their rookie seasons and finished as running backs three and nine on the season. So this is not like an anti Bijan Robinson case. This is a pro Jameer Gibbs case at the price you're paying, which I liked him better as fourth round Jameer. I like him okay as third round. I'm going to hate him as second round as he's starting to crawl up. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.